Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. He's telling us a whole lot of things that we want to hear in his most recent interview with the Arizona Cardinals flagship station, Kyler Murray extension timetable, Chandler Jones chances of coming back. And don't give us hope, Michael. Don't do this. New uniforms? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. It starts right now. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome to the podcast, Monday edition. It is a mock draft Monday, failed to mention that. We'll give you uh, the most recent update of our mock drafts. Three rounds, we'll go for the Arizona Cardinals. I had some fun with this one. I did. Uh, I answered some needs. I did. Look, it, it, I, I, I kind of changed it up. One of the guys I've been selecting over and over again, he was there. I'm like, ah, he's probably not going to be there. I'm going to roll with that. And I, I, I went a different direction, at least with my first round pick. And then answered those other needs later. You can't you can't wait for it, Alex. I, I can see it. It's happening in the third segment of today's episode, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. If this is your first Locked On Cardinals, thanks for ch- checking us out on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. We're free and available across all platforms. An unbiased approach. Uh, we're not going to sugar- sugarcoat anything. Uh, we're going to talk about the comments today from Michael Bidwell, the owner. Uh, about Kyler Murray, Chandler Jones, uh, their downfall in the second half of the season and in the playoffs, and maybe new uniforms. We'll get into that conversation. But, you know, we also are not going to just say, oh, well, everything is all good in Cardinal land. We, we never have. We, we had a bit of a brutal week last week, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of came away from the Friday episode feeling like, man, we really just kind of piled on. And we, we will be kind of more proactive as, as far as how we think we can improve things. With the qualifier, Alex, that you know Steve Kime at the end of the day is the one pulling all the strings. Yeah, and it, you know, um, what we haven't mentioned yet because the podcast just started was Steve Kime on the flagship station goes on this week, every week. What is it? Leadership week is what they call it. Yeah, whatever they call it. Steve Kime is News nowhere to be found. Yeah. So um, leadership um, is something that the Cardinals severely lack from the top down. And this is just another, what a coward. What a coward. And especially with Michael Bidwell said, we'll see. I mean, I could have gone in there, pretended to be Michael Bidwell and done a better job explaining the course of, you know, the course of action for the Cardinals moving forward. All right. So, well, you let's, know, just, yeah, all in all. And I, you're right. I mean, we were negative last week, even a little bit more than normal. I mean, really, these are just lingering effects of a team two years in a row that have completely embarrass themselves down the stretch yeah but i think that there are positives to take away from this season there absolutely are 11 wins playoff appearance your quarterback continues to take a step in the right direction i think isaiah simmons your first round pick from the previous season showed that he belongs at the nfl level that he can be a playmaker on the defensive side of the football uh they're they're you know james connor we mentioned most improved player on friday's episode you know is that problematic that a a veteran running back is coming in as your most improved player sure but still he was a great free agent find. Uh, as you mentioned last week, uh, you know, outside of the negativity, why are people down on A.J. Green? A.J. Green, 800 yards receiving, three touchdowns, a guy who people had deemed dead as far as an NFL uh, contributor 
on the field at least, um, th- there are definite positives. And let's get into the comments from Michael Bidwell because I think the relationship, the communication that's going on behind the scenes that people thought was non-existent was very much happening. This was what he said to 98.7 Arizona Sports, the flagship station of the Arizona Cardinals. I've just got a couple quotes. Uh, you know, him saying he's not a big social media guy. I don't know what the nuances of that stuff. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, but I think there was a lot of interpretation around that that was inconsistent with the conversations that were not not what I were having with Cliff or Steve Kime that they had had with Kyler Murray, uh, which is good. Which is good. I mean, there, there was a lot of people trying to fill in the blanks here. Kyler Murray and his social team, or just Kyler Murray himself, made the move to purge his social media account. And then he he then everybody just speculated, just just pure speculation on what it all meant. And then you also had, I mean, people who have inside sources and people who were saying unflattering things about Kyler Murray, people who, of course, knew what they know already about Kingsbury and Kime and Bidwell, the 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 three guys at the top of the Cardinals organization. So that's the first thing he says. And then as far as Kyler Murray, him being in his corner, um, you know, there are positive conversations that are going in the right direction. We know we have to get better. I know Kyler put out a statement, his social posts, love me or hate me, I'm going to get better. Well, put me, Michael Bidwell speaking, in the category that I love him and I know he's going to get better. Smart man, okay? What have you told us? That you're not pissed off your 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 QB one who you need severely more than he needs you. Like I, I don't know I don't know what we're supposed to take from that. Like well, sure, I mean, I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're making a public over. display of that of confidence in his quarterback. That he's pretty much calming the waters a little bit. I I don't have any issue with that. Yeah, that's fine. I think it may be ten days late. But well, and I know that this do? was you want him to call him, up like, Arizona sports himself and say, hey, put me on. I know. I just wish I wish he would have gotten. I, I just know. don't think you can you can answer everybody kind of losing their mind over what they believe to be Kyler Murray making a move with his social media account. Like how, how like organizations can't respond to everything, and I think that they have. And now that the dust has settled, you realize that it was something. It definitely wasn't nothing. And Bidwell's not saying that at all either. He's saying that it doesn't add up completely with the conversations that they were having behind the scenes. Now, you know, there has been a lot of debate with all of that, you know, how things ended and where things are with this organization. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, especially unflattering things that were put out through sources, um, you know, whether it's how he conducted himself on the sidelines, his leadership, where they want him to take a step forward in his leadership qualities, or, you know, what was people were saying what he does at halftime, which was pretty much debunked. But was he is he going to be worth the huge contract, forty plus million dollars a season? Bidwell says that they are going to uh, absolutely look to extend Kyler Murray. He says these contracts, especially the quarterback contracts, are very complicated. Bidwell said most of the big ones are done further down the road in the offseason. Mahomes, Josh Allen were done in the summertime. Others were done this summertime. So we've got some time. So pretty much the timetable that I set out there for you guys was Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, those guys that were mentioned in the, that Bidwell mentioned, um, just kind of relax. They're, they're going to have to, they have to do a lot of work to get their cap situation figured out to where they can re-sign guys, where they can be active on the, in the free agent market. They can make trades and they can, you know, of course make their draft picks and all make it work cap wise. And then, then they'll start to create that nest egg for Kyler Murray to get paid. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good plan of action, man. I just feel like 
with with how it's going nowadays with quarterbacks, you should know if you're going to pay him or not. Like I feel like we've seen enough through three years to be like, I you think, know what? Yeah, I think it's you time and I know do that. this. Don't you think? But, like yeah. you, yeah. you and I know that. I think Bidwell's expressing that. I think just through his conversation that he had in this interview, it sounds like all all everything's pointing to Kyler Murray getting extended here. And I don't even think it's going to reach the Lamar Jackson point. I mean, Kyler Murray, we know. Like, you and I watch games. He has the ability to throw the book, football way better than Lamar Jackson. Like, he's got that part mm-hmm. of his game. He's got, the, he's got the next gear with his legs that Jackson has as well. Um you know, where he really needs to take a step in the right direction is leadership, but he's got the other things figured out. He does. And to, to, you know, cast him aside because of a poor playoff performance and a poor uh, performance down the stretch in back-to-back seasons. You know, I think that this organization is confident that he's going to figure it out and they should be, I mean, they've invested it. I mean, the, the two guys, you know, your general manager and your head coach, they're, they're hitched to him. And, you know, the organization, like this is their face of the franchise. This is post Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona Cardinals football. They don't have any other options. And and beyond that, you know, actually the, the, the biggest part is he's as talented as they come. Like the MVP odds came out last week. Like he's yeah. still in the top 10. Like you don't, you, you just can't go find those guys. Look at the organizations that are struggling to find quarterbacks. It's, it's, it's damn near impossible. Like you have to, like you, you have to find a guy that can play that position at a high level. Kyler Murray can do that despite his shortcomings and in his playoff game and down the stretch here. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's true. I mean, we've talked about that back and forth. I mean, that's, it's pretty obvious at this point. Now, what will the Arizona Cardinals do as far as Chandler Jones, their owner? He, uh, he, he talked about that as well. We'll get into that. And, uh, uniforms is he going to give us hope that the arizona cardinals are going to be wearing some new threads anytime soon that's been a big talking point on this uh podcast and uh let's get into the conversation about the best tasting protein bar right now if the cardinals had an ability to extend built bar yeah yeah (laughs) they should give 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 built bar all the money give it give it this big lucrative expansion because there is nobody that's in the same uh on, on the same playing field as built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar it tastes like a candy bar but it's got all the nutritional benefits that you would get from a great protein bar the puffs have you tried the puffs they're covered in 100 percent chocolate they're marshmallow infused protein or protein infused marshmallows which is insane it's amazing what they're doing right now in labs they're infusing marshmallows with protein <laughs> and they're covering them with chocolate that's what i'm talking about that's the kind of science i can get behind Built.com, scroll down, see the macros chart. You can see how you could kind of pimp out your diet. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Save yourself some cash. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Thanks for checking us out on YouTube, over 2K. As far as subscribers, thank you to everybody who tunes on, tunes in. If you want to check out the Locked On NFL podcast, I highly recommend you do that. Great daily content. Uh, you know, Make sure you're following along. Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday, just like Alex and I do here for Cardinals. They're doing it around the league. Alex and myself are a part of the Locked On NFL podcast. I do Mondays today. Alex does Thursdays. 
It's usually less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, Michael Bidwell continued his conversation. It was like newsmakers. I think you're right. Uh, this week they had even like the ASU um, brain trust there, Ray Anderson and, and uh, Michael Crow. And as big as of a disaster as that is, they were on the uh, on Arizona Sports this week talking about you know their way forward. It is interesting. I think Kime usually does take part in that. I'm kind of curious that that he didn't. Uh, I, I do believe that probably the first time we're going to hear from him. Uh, is going to be the the scouting combine, so we'll see. You know what what Steve Stevie Boy's been up to. Um, continuing with Bidwell, though, hopefully he's been working on how to get this team some cap space. Bidwell was asked about Chandler Jones, and uh, this is what he said. Uh, well, that's the, that's about the extension. Um, he said, "We love Chandler. We'd love to have him back. The devil is in the details. I'll leave that up to Steve and Chandler's representatives." To work That's on. That's good news. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't know if you can take that as yeah. That's the devil's not ideal. Details. Not ideal. No, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Um, it's bad time, Bob. That's another one. The other guys when he says that, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I mean, cool. Like, I don't know why you're unimpressed by this conversation from with Bidwell though. We've never gotten any sort of information from him. What what more more do you want him to like? What 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 more do you want from the Cardinals owner? I want him to have a backbone. I want him to fire some people. I want him to hold people accountable. Not all of this is fluff. All of this is PR. Because it's the flagship station. What is he going to say? Well, I'm really disappointed, and things are going to happen. No, he's like, no, I love everybody. It's a devil's in the details, and blah 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 blah. It's like I hear this every year. Well, I did grab the cliff notes here. Um, as far as this goes. He yeah. he did talk about the second half collapse and all that. I mean, people. He, he just, number one, you can't just go out and just start firing people. Should he, heads have rolled? Absolutely. Uh, they haven't done anything as far as the coaching staff is concerned. But I I don't I don't know like what which owner what what like talking head for an organization would actually come out and be fully transparent about what what they're going to do. I, I don't know, but I mean. There's there's a a difference between being fully transparent and saying nothing every time you're in front of a microphone. I don't feel like he said nothing. Like I I do feel like the the team and the organization is trending towards an extension with Kyler Murray. That's been the biggest topic. Yeah. Of this off season. Sure. Now softening that absolutely. Should, do I think that they should have gotten in front of? But that's just me. I think they should have handled it differently. Um, the fact that he loves Kyler Murray, that's great. We'll see what happens next year when they pay him. I mean, they they say all this stuff until they actually have to do something about it, you know? So maybe I just don't take weight in this either way, except for the fact that he could have done something after the season and after last season, but he sat on his hands and he's not going to make any big changes, obviously. So he could say that he's upset with how things ended, but he's not doing anything to fix it. Maybe that's what is getting to me a little bit more. You just want him to fire Cliff Kingsbury. Is that what you're, you're getting to? No, I want him to do something. I want him to say this is unexpected. Like, I want him to be believable that he actually cares about winning and not just making money hand over fist I, like every no, NFL I, I don't. I, I don't put Michael Bidwell in that camp. I don't, I don't think he's a guy that's just – he wants to win. He, he wasn't a he, – he's not somebody that was in it for, for the business angle. They're making enough money. I mean, his family bought the damn Cardinals for $50,000 way back when. 
It's he he's built he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He's never had to like earn a dollar in his life. I don't think he's he's just trying to it's a bottom line game for him. He's desperately trying to win. Now he's handicapping himself by who he surrounds himself by, but I, I don't have any issue with what he said. I, I think he's saying enough for for the fan base to feel like he, he's not just you know blowing smoke. Okay, I mean, and I just we'll don't. I don't know what you season. want from the guy. I, I, I just, mean, I mean, what what would have been, what should have happened was the the organization should have made Cliff Kingsbury hire a play caller. That's that's the one yeah. thing. That's one thing you and I agreed about. There hasn't been any drastic moves with this coaching staff. Um, but at the same token, like I'm not in the camp that they needed to clean house after an 11 win season. And it's it's not necessarily cleaning house. It's like. And yes, of course, I think that Cliff Kingsbury should be gone. I think Steve Kime should be gone. I think we've seen enough to warrant both of those. But the thing is that it's not just this offseason, Bo. Steve Kime should have been fired three times by now. Okay? So obviously Michael Bidwell says, yes, all these things are going to change, but he refuses to actually make the changes that are necessary. So you can say whatever you want. I think this is just the culmination of the last three offseasons since 2018 – Nothing's going to change because nothing has changed when it needed to. Now you can hide behind an 11 win season and say everything's fine uh, when mean, it's not. There's been there's been improvement each and every year. We can't deny that. Things have no, gotten better. Like things were as as bad as they could possibly get in 2018. And in like and nothing have changed. Me, I, this they fired the head coach. This, this is why I hate doing a podcast with you because you make me defend guys like Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell and Cliff Kingsbury. Bring it, baby. And you, and you make me look like a, an apologist. Like, it's infuriating because, I mean, you just can't, like, in 2018, they hit detonate. You can't hit detonate in 2021. Like, nobody's going to want to work, work for an organization, especially where Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime had shown progress as far as wins and offense and their franchise quarterback developing. Um, like, Nobody's going to want to go to an organization that you really like, in, unless you win a, a title, it's not going to be deemed successful. That's it was the way it happened. It's not the 11 win season. Like that's not necessarily fair. Look, say, oh, you're, Oh, you're unhappy with an 11 no, win no, no. season. That's not what we're talking about here. I understand that I'm more hard fast on this because if you're not going to fire a GM after a team that he put together in 2018, you're not equipped to hire people. And that's the issue that we're dealing with here. Obviously you can't fire an owner. Okay. I understand that. And obviously the majority of what I'm saying with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime is inactive utility because ain't nothing going to change, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat a terrible situation around 11 win season and say, it's going to get better because they're bootstrapped to ineptitude. So you mm -hmm. can say what you want about M Michael Bidwell, not you, not you, just people in general. But Michael Bidwell is, you know, you know what? Because the interview, a standalone, if I didn't know how they did last year, but I knew they won an 11, they won 11 games, but like killer, great job. If you start 10 and two, you can't clinch a playoff spot on your own. That's a problem. That's an institutional problem. Right when it gets tough, everything folds. And that's the issue I'm dealing with. In 2018, you go 3-13, and 13, you put together that crap box of a roster, and you retain your job as a GM? Like, 
Look, that, look 20, that, that's a wrap for me. I, I think anybody will agree with you on 2018. To go back, jump in the DeLorean, gun into 88, and go back to 2018, it, it's not going to do anybody. time machine, Bo. Yeah, exactly. As far as this team is concerned, in, in looking at it, it, it what, Bidwell, what Bidwell, putting it in his, his perspective, is he sees progress. And this team did not finish, but this team got to the next level. And now the next step is to show that they can perform in the playoffs and down the and, and late in the season. I mean, this team was so far gone in 2018. The fact that they were back in the playoffs by 2021, that is a success. They were because they drafted Kyler Murray and it worked. Unopposed. Yeah. This wasn't like he drafted okay. him 13 overall and it was like, oh, he finally turned the corner in the draft. Nobody was going to draft Kyler Murray at number one overall. Nobody. Because this was his last ditch ever to keep his job. Every time Steve Kime makes moves, it's not about the future. It's about but, now so he could keep his job. And sure, yes, things wait, have gotten wait, better. Wait. Absolutely. Wait, but, you don't think that that was the right move at the end of the day? We both said Nick Bosa. Yeah, I know, but at the we end of the day. We both said Nick Bosa. But at the end of the day, yes, it, it was, was the, the right, right move. move. Yes, yes, of course. And you give him credit for that. Absolutely. And I do when we have right. these conversations about drafting. But it's not like they had the number one overall pick, man. They could choose whoever they wanted. Right. And Steve Kime drafted and they him. And they didn't take the top prospect. At the time, it was Nick Bosa. Right. And then Quinton Williams was in there, too. But, like, right. the reason why Steve Kime drafted Kyler Murray was because he wasn't going to keep his job if he drafted Nick Bosa. Because they weren't going to move forward drafting a defensive end. Drafting right. an edge rusher. He drafted Kyler Murray selfishly, hoping he would work, hoping he would keep his job. Not selfishly. I mean, look. It, it was a Hail Mary to, for him to, to do that. No doubt about it. But it, it paid off in the end. I, I, don't, I yes, don't understand it did. what we're arguing here. But um, from 2018 to 2019, it's not like... But the team has improved. It went from a cellar dweller to five wins to, to showing that Kyler Murray can play in this league and, and Cliff, you know, he, he earned his second season. And then they go out and they get DeAndre Hopkins and the roster improves dramatically. I mean, and then they go to to eight wins, and they 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 fall up, they fall short, and at the end of the season there, and the next thing you know, they're back in the playoffs. Like that's progress. I, I don't I don't understand. Like, and the Kyler Murray they, pivot they was the right move people. because yes, Josh it was. Yes, it was. Now let me ask you a question before we move on because we get mock draft money, we can have fun looking yeah. at the future here. Twenty fifteen, they get blown up by forty points in the NFC Championship game. Well, it was forty nine fifteen. Yeah. Okay, so 34 points. Are we going to split errors? I would lose. Price is right because I went over. Okay. Okay. 2016, they lose week one and fold. Yeah. Okay. Who's the GM then? Got it. 2017, they go 500 or they go seven and nine. I can't remember. Okay. I know David Johnson was out after week one. I understand. Seven, eight, one. Yeah. Okay. Seven, eight, one. Cool. Then they go three and 13. 90% of GMs would have been fired. Right. I don't disagree with you on that. Okay. So this is just because they've made progress from the relegation that they had in 2018, I always equated it to Steve Kime is getting better, okay? But he was still 100 feet underground, so he's about to see sea level, but he's still inept. But let me let me put your feet to the fire here a little bit because what have you said? You, you've kind of maintained the last two seasons where you feel Steve Kime has been as far as the other general managers in the yes. league. You said Aside he's a top 10 Aside from the guy. draft, yes. Aside so, from the draft, he was a top 10 GM. I feel like you're talking out of both sides of your Not mouth true. with this. Yes. You know why? 
because you don't put a roster together only through free agency and only through trades when you don't have any young talent you can rely upon week in and week out, not named Kyler Murray and Buda Baker. You can't trust Byron Murphy year in and year out. He had five good games this year. He had a handful. He's probably put together one full season of good games since he's been in the NFL. Okay. He's a good player. He's a good player though. He's he's on, he's mostly on an Island because there's nobody really right now. Whose fault is that? But look, what have you said about Steve Kime the last two years? Outside of the draft. What have you said about him? That he's been a top 10 GM outside of the draft. Okay. I I just don't understand how you can say like, and I understand your point about the draft. Everybody agrees. He sucks at the draft, but I don't know how you can say he's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Was it, this it, was this roster put together to succeed this year? Yes. It was. Yeah. So one person gets injured and everything falls apart. One person, J.J. Watt's arm exploded, and then your best weapon on offense in DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's held to 10 games, let's call it eight, because he barely played against the Packers and he barely played against the Rams. I mean, th- those are big losses. This team this. did win. This team won 11 games. It competed for the NFC West title. Why do we, I mean, it was a brutal finish, but like, let's not forget that this team took they a step forward. They were up three games with six to play or something in the NFC West. These are all consolations for when things really got hard and really needed wins. You really needed wins. There is a void in leadership starting from the top down. And we're seeing it with Kyler Murray. You're just inability. saying, you're saying things that just... DeAndre Hopkins was out. He wasn't there. Your best wide receiver wasn't in on the field. He wasn't okay. there. JJ Watt, your best defensive lineman, wasn't there. He wasn't. He he was he his he had like his arm fell off basically, and he somehow made it back for a playoff game. Like, why are we just gonna say, hey, that I'm not making excuses, but those are those are parts of the equation. Injuries are always parts of the equation. You lose on the road in Detroit, that's your, a wrap for me. Your I'm best good. players. Your if Kyle Murray's still on the field, was James Conner on the field? Was Buda <laughs> Baker on the field? Their best players were there. Sure, DeAndre Hopkins was out. Absolutely. You give this receiving core to 10 other teams in the NFL. I don't they even swap know what, it. what are we what are we arguing right now? I don't what know. Do even, I mean, it's you Monday, wanna, baby. You want to fire Steve Kime. For 2018, and I, I look, I agree with 2016, that. 2017, and 2018. Um, well, look, that doesn't make sense because 2016 they were a good roster and they underperformed. I don't think that that falls on Kime's shoulders, but more so the coaching staff. That was a team that fell. That that falls on the players' shoulders as well. They they didn't live up to the expectations. Everybody said that that was going to be a Super okay. Bowl team. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know what we're arguing. You know what? I really, I've lost this. Michael Bidwell, real quick, to wrap up what he said, uniforms, this is what he said, we'll look at all things, these things, there's a timetable for them, and it takes time, something among the array of things we look at around the team. It's on the radar screen. It's good it's on the radar screen, but it doesn't take time. Teams on can, can get a, like, hey, we have a concept for a jersey and a helmet combination and then they immediately act on it. I don't understand what the holdup is with the uniforms. I really don't. Agreed. I think that everybody should be fired for that. <laughs> Just kidding. We can have a conversation. <laughs> I might not agree with you. Uh, things. I mean, this thing is going way long. Let's yeah. get into uh, the conversation. Let's do our mock draft Monday here. Oh, but and real, just real quick. quick. Bo yeah. and I love each other. Okay, this is the fun stuff. 
I, I, I'm trying to I'm find not the talk fun to you all weekend. I just don't know what the hell's going on. I, I just, you wanted to take it back to four years ago. Football well, this might is the culmination. be, look, this, the culmination was, was, I feel like we got to that like a month ago and now we're, we're kind of just trying to move forward. Well, this is the first time we've heard his voice. Oh, this is bringing it, was, it all back. And apparently he wasn't telling you all his secrets. So you're upset about it. I just don't think he knows what he's doing. I okay. Agree to disagree. His his biggest problem, I'll say this, is that he's in Steve Kime. Like Steve Kime is in his corner. That's the biggest problem. That, that's his biggest issue. But outside of that, I think that his intentions are very good, and he's taking this organization out of being a, a laugher, the laughing stock of the NFL, to actually being relevant. And uh, look, let's we'll continue that. We have this is a daily podcast. We talk Mr. Rogers. Are what? you going to take over for Mr. Rogers now with that? What? That's the more you, you know, his, his heart's in a good his heart's in a good place. I don't. I, I believe that he wants this team to win. You you said it was a bottom line thing. I don't believe that at all. All right, all right. Football season, it's over. It's not for Clancy. He's still he's <laughs> thinking about the 2018 season. But basketball, <laughs> full steam, pro college hoops. We can agree on this. We love March Madness. We love to bet on the hoops and the latest odds, totals, player performance props where you can find the next fiery coach, where he's going to land, betonline.net. It's your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season and offseason. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Wrapping up a Monday edition. Getting testy on a Monday. My God, it's just the first day of the week. That's how you know yes. this is going to be a great offseason. Uh, it's Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Let's get into our mock draft Monday. Our guys over at the Locked on uh, NFL draft, they're doing a mock draft each and every Monday as well. You can check that out. It's a great podcast. Our guy Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker, they're oh, yeah. breaking down their latest picks. All right, Alex, I went first last time. Let's do you first. Number 23 overall, you have the Arizona Cardinals selecting. Shaka. Oh, come on, man. Are you, you got here? it? I got it. There you go. Zion Johnson, inside offensive lineman, Boston College. Every single time Zion Johnson is on the list during the mock draft, I'm going to draft him. Plays guard. He's going to be a great compliment to Rodney Hudson. He is a big boy. I don't like when people call him the big uglies up front. I think that's kind of rude. He's, he, he's a big dude that um, will definitely help DJ Humphreys on the left side with Rodney Hudson. Because remember, if you don't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. Look, and I like it because the team could probably move on from Justin Pugh, save that cap mm-hmm. space, reallocate that money elsewhere, and then they would have a locked-up, controllable offensive lineman going forward. You continue the continuity, as you mentioned, with Hudson. We'll see what they do with uh, DJ Humphreys' contract this offseason and you know if he's going to be a part of the equation going forward. Uh, yeah, I can't deny that an offensive, an interior offensive lineman is a good move at number 23. I went with another need, even though I've been in trying to embrace the team surrounding Kyler Murray with playmakers. I went with the cornerback need, a guy who I saw have a huge game against Alabama in the Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl Roger McCreary. McCreary, he is a legit corner uh, from Auburn, plays at a high level for the Tigers, as athletic as it gets. He can play inside, he can play outside. He's played NFL caliber wide receivers and shut them down all along the way. The only reason, really, Auburn was in that Iron Bowl, I like McCurry with the 23rd overall pick. 
All right. Second round. Let's see if you uh, stay with the offense. No, you go defense. You take linebacker out of Alabama, Christian Harris. Run stuffer. He can cover he can cover running backs, he can cover tight ends, and he's a run stuffer. And Bo, where do you go to college? Bama. Yeah, they do a pretty good job in the NFL. So um I I think this is a home run. I wouldn't normally say linebacker here, but the linebacking core isn't strong right now. Who knows what's gonna happen with Chandler Jones? Who knows if they're, if they're gonna move Isaiah Simmons to a different position altogether? If they're gonna see Asan Reddick in him and you know, six, three, three or four inches taller, weighs a whole bunch more than Asan Reddick, if that's gonna be his goal moving forward as a pass no rusher. Way. No you way. You think so? He had a hundred tackles. As far as him in coverage, it was it was way better than what you saw from Zaven. I just think that if anybody's gonna move to the edge, it'd be Collins. But yeah, I mean if if once again, same thing, you have a uh you have a veteran contract that you could probably offload in Jordan Hicks, just like Justin mm-hmm. Pugh at the the linebacker position if you go ahead and take the kid out of Bama in the second round. All right, my second round pick, I went with John Mechie, another Bama kid. He's kind of a slot receiver, six feet, uh, making big plays, also with some big-time receivers. He's, he's played with some first-round picks. He played with the uh, with the Heisman Trophy winner. I think Mechie would be a great, you know, athletic weapon in this offense. Whether he's playing the slot or whether he's playing outside in the Z position, he can do that for the Arizona Cardinals. So I went with the wide receiver out of Bama. Bama. And you know what? This is why Bo and I work so well as co-hosts. Okay, after all of this, you know, rigmarole that went through the first two segments where we vehemently disagreed with each other, let's look at the third round pick for both of us. Yep. This dude balled out Kyron Williams, Notre Dame, a couple times last year. He's a three-down back. You know who's perfect to compliment a three-down back? James Conner. And yep. if you're going to bring James Conner back, this would be a per- – I don't know if he's going to drop this far because I know second round is kind of the, the sweet spot now. He may be a little bit more of a reach. He's not a Javante Williams. You know, he, he's not that high profile. But you get a dude that's a three-down back in the NFL in a, on a third-round contract deal – that's a perfect compliment to giving James Conner. I mean, he may be uh, the franchise thing, as we talked about on Friday. Like, that's a perfect compliment, money-wise especially, um, to a third-round you know, third running back. Put him on my fantasy team immediately. I love it. I love yeah. it. And I can't believe we're actually going to end on a note where we, all, we both agree on something. But Kyron Williams it. out of Notre Dame, third-round pick for the Arizona Cardinals, sent us your mock draft. See you, Jared. Thanks for sending yours last week at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack for all of us on social media. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday, another podcast for Lockdown Cardinals. Thanks and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Lockdown AZ Cards.